Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Yes. Let's get it. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It's Friday, July 29th. 2022 y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with ray g and for that i appreciate you i'm excited the mega millions is up to 1.1 billion dollars today so the most important thing that we all need to do is go waste money on something that we know we won't win but we gotta do it 1.1 billy i I gotta i gotta go get a mega millions ticket we gotta we gotta do that if if we hit uh, the show is going to go to epic proportion levels. We're going to try to hit the Mega Millions today. Don't go waste your money, but it's good to see all the good people in the building this morning. I saw Brazil is in the house. Brazil in the house. Thomas Benson. What's going on, Brazil? Good morning to you. Is it morning in Brazil? I don't know what time zone you're in, but appreciate you tapping in. Johnny, David, Ricardo in the building. James, JP. JP in the building. Good morning, Gretchen. How are you doing? Ty, what's happening, big dog? Patrick in the building. Matt Bruin and Fizzle Dollars in here. Uh, he said, fam, not, he's not feeling well today, but he's in the building. I feel you, big dog. Feel Get better soon, man. I was in that boat not too long ago myself. But good morning to all you good people. Excited to talk to you. Training camp, baby. NFL full swing. Uh, new details on players. Players are in. Players are out. Players are getting paid. Players are sitting out. We're, we're back. Like Football season is here. I'm excited as hell. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, my man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I've been, uh, you know, digesting still this DK Metcalf news, what it means for some of the other receivers in the league. But uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. You you dropped the beat early this morning. People mm. were asking you, Ray, you going to give us a freestyle? You going to give us a little something extra? Almost. No, just something a little new, something a little new. You know, make the show a little bit mm-hmm. different. Have some fun on a Friday. But mm-hmm. uh, that was good, man. I'm, I'm excited. You see all people talking about you rocking the chain. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen you rocking the chain as much lately. Maybe I'm just not noticing it anymore. The ice is just... It's just a standard for you. But I'm excited to be here, man. I'm excited to be here, man. It's going to be a good, good show. Good, man. Good. Well, let's uh, let's jump into it, man. Hit us with the news, Jay. What we got, baby? So the first thing, um, everyone saw it. DK Metcalf signed an extension with the Seattle Seahawks. Three years, $72 million. Mm. $52.8 guaranteed. Metcalf is now the sixth highest paid wide receiver between his teammate at Ole Miss, A.J. Brown, and Stephon Diggs. And he'll be a free agent at 27, which I think – is a little bit notable because, you know, you talk about these receivers getting these second, third contracts. Um, he may be in line for a big one because we know the new um, TV deal with for the NFL will be going into effect, I believe, in 2023, and the cap should balloon in 2024. So DK Metcalf could be the first receiver to be at that next level contract that happens when we do get the new TV deal. So that was pretty cool to see. I don't know how much I love it for fantasy, but again, I'm glad that he got his money. He was one of the receivers who was holding in at training camp. And so to see him get his money, definitely happy for him. But now it's 
what happens next. We know that Debo Samuel is kind of waiting in the wings. And how does that ultimately shake out for him? Because I'm sure he wants to be paid as a top five receiver. But is he really going to get paid more than A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf? I don't know, but it's another data point for the San Francisco 49ers and Debo Samuel to work with. And I think it is worth pointing out that Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf do actually have the same agent as well. So I'm sure they're trying to broker a similar deal for both those guys. And they were kind of waiting to see who's the first one to sign. And it is DK Metcalf for a three-year $72 million extension. Now, Ray, I'm sure you saw this about Zion Williamson and his contract with Kyler Murray's being leaked. Zion Williamson apparently has a stipulation in his contract where he has to be under 295 his combined weight and body fat percentage. Now, again, people can say, oh, well, that's stupid and blah, blah, blah. But again, where this is different from the Kyler situation for me is that this dude's been injured for the majority of his career and still got this contract extension. So if I was them, I would be doing it because for people, people who don't understand is that the NFL, the NBA, sorry, has a body archetype that works in the NBA. And Zion is so far off the spectrum of what that curve looks like in the NBA that he really does need to figure out a way to get his body right for the NBA game to remain healthy. For you the mean this is career. not this this right here is not the optimal body size for an well, NBA player? I think player? that's a little bit bigger than what he probably is now. But yeah, it's it's not quite where you want to see an NBA player, unfortunately. That's more left tackle Lenny pre-training camp plus about 40 pounds for people to get some reference between the NFL and the NBA. But yeah, so there's a stipulation in his contract. He can lose some of his money. Of course, his contract is fully guaranteed, right? So that is a big factor as well. But it's kind of similar to the um, Joel Embiid contract. He had an injury clause in his contract as well because he was injured a lot throughout the early parts of his career. Now Zion, you know, we'll see if he can get in shape, but ultimately he does need to get in shape if he wants to earn all of that money that he was guaranteed by the new orleans pelicans i think he can do it but it's weird to see a guy come in at 280 because he's just so far off the spectrum as an outlier i remember watching a video about it it is insane how far outside of the traditional linear curve that nba players are on for their weight and for their height and his bmi is just through the roof but either way zion we'll see what happens um, the other report was that Kyler Murray, his independent study contract clause was addended, was the addendum was removed from his contract <laughs> after the firestorm created by whoever leaked it. Part of me now thinks that maybe it was his agent who leaked it because obviously yeah. what cascaded and what happened because of it. I'm like, maybe he did leak it to kind of, you know, again, there's it like I talked about on the show, it really looked bad on the Cardinals because it just pointed a lot of slander towards Kyler Murray, maybe unfairly. And the statement by the Cardinals was, after seeing the distraction it created, we removed the addendum from the contract. It was clearly perceived in ways that was not never intended. Yeah, right. Our confidence in Kyler Murray is as high as it's ever yeah. been, and nothing demonstrates our belief in his ability to lead this team more than the commitment reflected in his contract. Sort of believe it, sort of yeah. don't believe it. But either way, it's been removed, so now Kyler can game as much as he wants. He doesn't have to worry about his studying. He can just... Focus isn't that on football, do what he normally it, does. Isn't that what? wild, man? I'm I'm with you. I kind of think the agent leaked that. And yeah, man, that's... Yeah. You know, they signed the deal yeah. a, few, a few days later. All of a sudden, there's this report about this independent study. Like, And now the Cardinals don't have the balls to keep it in there. They remove it because of all the backlash they got. Uh, I don't know, man. I thought that this morning. I was like, maybe. And then on top of that, uh, Ray, the last piece of news is that the MLB trade deadline is on Tuesday. So we may have some news on Monday. But the two things I want you to know is Juan Soto, right, the star outfielder for the Washington Nationals, could be traded this weekend. It could be traded before Monday. But likely, if he is traded, it will be at the last minute. And then your boy, Shohei Otani, Mr. Double-Digit Case himself, 
may also be on the trade block. Apparently, wow. the New York Mets reached out to the Angels over the past couple of days to see the availability of Otani. And it's important to remember that Otani is you know, a free agent in two years, right? So the Angels have him for this season and next season, but I believe he's a free agent after that. And the reason why this is coming up is because Jeff Passan of ESPN, their baseball insider, was comparing what Otani should get on the open market based on his statistics. And he was compared to Max Scherzer, the star pitcher for the New York Mets, and his stats really mimic Max Scherzer's. Max Scherzer's paid $43.5 million as a pitcher, and then Otani's stats as a batter are reflective of Matt Olson of the Atlanta Braves. And he, I believe Matt Olson makes another $23 million. So Jeez. on the open market, Otani is worth statistically about $64.5 million per season. And I don't know what he's paid. I think he's paid like 15 or something like that. So it's it's another point where maybe Otani could be on the move because the Angels are going nowhere fast. They have Mike Trout, Otani, two generational players, but I yeah. mean, it's, it's crazy to think that they're so bad. No hope in the playoffs. But that's the big news over the past few days. I'm hoping we get Soto traded because he's going to get a haul in baseball, probably like we've never seen. It could be pretty crazy. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, the um, the Kyler Murray thing is wild. Like, he came out and said it was disrespectful. And I'm like, you signed the deal. <laughs> you signed yeah. it. You saw it. And you agreed to it. Like, what do you mean it's disrespectful? Um where there's smoke, there's fire, man. Like, that shit didn't just magically no. end up in his contract for no reason. Like, it didn't just fall into his contract, right? Somebody put that in there. And it's interesting why it got leaked, who leaked it, and then the fact mm -hmm. that the Cardinals said, all right, we'll pull this out of your contract. It's, it's the strangest damn thing I've ever seen, man. And talking to a lot of people who are in the know in the NFL circles, that wasn't a mistake. They they put that in there for a reason because clearly he does not do the level of preparation that somebody within that organization thinks that they that they should. But you know, on Wednesday's show, you said it, it was a bad look on Arizona to give Kyler that clause in his contract, and I disagreed with you. I think it was a smart move by Arizona, but it was a bad move by Arizona today to pull it that fast. Like they just look. <laughs> It looked weak and soft. Like you put it in yeah. there, leave it in there for you put it in there for a reason because you had questions about the level of preparation that he puts into the games, man, and then you pull it out. It's uh it's strange, Jay. But uh appreciate that. And we got a lot of training camp stuff to get to. But I just want to talk about it, it's funny, man, Jay, as I'm as as the early reports are coming out, you know, we're following all the practice camp clips and who's playing well, who's looking good. And we talked about it on this show maybe about two weeks ago, two or three. No, it was a little longer than that, Jay. It was a little longer than that a month ago. But it was during rookie minicamp. And one Traylon Burks uh was was yeah. was 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 struggling out there he was struggling hands on the hips you know the clip when your hands are on your hips reverse like this you got to go to the bathroom right Traylon was out of shape they were talking about asthma they're talking about all these other things what did I say Jay what did I say from day one I wasn't buying none of that asthma stuff all it was well, was what Traylon was 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 big and out of shape. It, that was it. It was. That's all. Was, I mean, it, the asthma thing is legitimate, though. Well, it's just, but yes, he was out of that shape. Was, that that was wasn't what. It, it wasn't no damn asthma out of practice. Traylon was. And to further confirm that, there was about a five minute, five minute interview clip of him, yeah. like some news station out of Tennessee. And they pretty. And Traylon, like, went up there and took accountability. He said, I, I didn't, I wasn't eating right. I wasn't training right. 
I had to get my mind right. I was a little out of shape. I dropped, I think he said seven to eight pounds from, you know, June, May, end of May, June to training camp. So he dropped seven to eight pounds. He, He got his eating together. He heard the noise. He heard the criticism. And he got in the lab and he got in shape. And for everyone that had the fears, right? And what did we say? We came on here and said, Traylon is just fat and out of shape. He needs to get in shape and he's going to be okay. Watch the ADP trajectory of Traylon Burke shift that fat. Us in the Dynasty Fantasy Space, Jay, we're so fickle. We're so yeah. fickle, right? Here, here, one minute, gone the next. Now that Traylon Burks is out there in shape, looking explosive, running yeah. right behind Robert Woods is the cl- There were people out. There were people out there, some of y'all in this chat, some people in this chat, Jordan, who said that they would rather have Kyle Phillips over Traylon Burks. You remember that? People were saying, oh, give me Kyle Kyle Phillips, Phillips, Traylon Bust, Traylon Bust. Now, now the trajectory of Traylon Burks, just off of a couple of days, right? We would, and, and we can't have it both ways. Because had he come in out of had he come in to training camp out of shape and not finishing drills and not doing stuff, people would have given him shit from the high heavens. Oh, yeah. uh, not not committed, lazy, bust off of a couple of days of training camp practice. So when he's turned it around, he's got his conditioning in order. He's admitted taking full accountability that he needed to be better. We'll give him his props now. Like he's 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 there. He looks explosive. I'm excited for Traylon Burks. And, uh, you know, the fact that he heard that criticism and self-reflect, it's it's difficult for people, Jay, to look in the mirror and be like, damn, I probably could do better, right? A lot of people don't want to admit when they probably can do better. A lot of people want to make excuses and and blame everything else. He stood up there for five minutes and took question after question and said it was on me. Like I needed to be better. I needed to get my shit together, and he's done it. And I'm I'm excited to see where Traylon Burks moves uh, from this point because uh, looks good, man. Looks good. No, you're right. He looks really good, and and just seeing some of the reports, and you know, I obviously watched that interview with him, and it, it was really cool to see him just talk about it. And people were like, you know, well, what happened? Has the asthma been a thing before? And he's like, yeah, you know, it was a bit of a problem my freshman year and sophomore year. But then when I started to realize what my role was and my workload, I was able to manage it much better. And I think it's the same situation here. It's just an adjustment, right? And people who don't understand asthma, like it is an adjustment. Sometimes, you know, you do need to put in that work. And he said it. He's like, I just need to run. Like, he's like, what did you do? I just ran. I ran more. I conditioned harder. I, I worked harder to get my body to the place it needs to be to take on the amount of reps that I take on weekly in training camp. And so I think that's the biggest thing, right? Is like, you know, we see lots of reports about guys not doing enough work. And it seems like Traylon Burks is all doing is doing all the right things to put in enough work to be ready and all of these things to really show out at the NFL level. And for all these guys, they adjust differently. Some are more prepared than others. Obviously, Traylon Burks was not prepared to start minicamp, but he showed that his ability is that he wants to get better and wants to get ready for this season. And I think he's going to be able to do that at a high level in the NFL in his rookie year. Joe, Joe's touching on something important, but I, I just I, I want to I don't want to underscore the fact that he was, in fact, he I think it's it's just a lost art just in just in general today to to look in the mirror and say, I can do better. And he did that, man. And I know that doesn't score fantasy points. I know that doesn't score real points on the NFL field. But for a young man to realize, like, I, I need to get my shit together. This isn't Arkansas. This isn't college. I can't, I can't come into the season like this and then go attack that weakness 
and come back and and sort of at least early on quiet all the hate and all the doubters and and it wasn't even unwarranted like he was out of shape like it was clear 100%. it was just clear. I look just looking at him you're like all right he's probably not in the best shape even and he may never be this guy that he takes his shirt off and he's looking like, you know, Aaron Donald. And that's crazy that I'm yeah. using a defensive tackle for the the gold DK standard Metcalf. of physical peakness. But that may never be him. But the fact that he got in the lab and got it together, man, that that's the type of do you have that dog in you that I'm looking for? And, I, and I'm happy to see Traylon do that. And, and Joe's talking about, what's up, Joe? I didn't see you uh, this morning, but she said if you read from multiple beat reporters, you can find lots of information. I agree. Those, those are people who are boots on the ground. They're, they're at the practices. They're watching. You know, there may be some, some bias because that's the team that they cover, but they are providing a level of detail and a level of what they see that we don't, right? I pay, Jay, I remember... Um, it's about three or four, four or five years ago now, I was listening to, uh, watching a beat reporter from the Denver Broncos. It was the year that Royce Freeman was drafted in the third round by Denver. And there was a beat reporter from Denver that all through rookie minicamp, OTAs and training camp, she kept reporting on this undrafted free agent, Philip Lindsay, just kept talking about, oh, Philip Lindsay looks good. This kid's going to be on the field. If he makes a squad, he's going to get on the field. And then all of a sudden, back-to-back thousand-yard seasons from an undrafted free agent, and he completely buried Royce Freeman. And I picked him up off waivers for free, and it was strictly because of this beat reporter from Denver just constantly talking about this young kid, Philip Lindsay. So I do think there's a lot of information that you can gain. And I like to just follow the different beat. There's certain beat reporters for certain teams. All you got to do is put you a little list on Twitter, follow those beat reporters and just check out the news and like the notes from practices, who's running where. And it's, it's interesting to see, man. And there's, there's a lot of stuff going on right now, Jay. And and for me, where I kind of want to get your thoughts and opinions is duck dovetailing off of the Traylon Burks, you know, sort of rise for him coming back is in a simultaneous, I don't want to say fall, but two months ago, the trajectory of Chris Olave was like this, right? Because Michael Thomas's career was over. Michael Thomas wasn't going to play. Alvin Kamara was about to be suspended. And it looked like the New Orleans Saints were going to roll into the season and potentially only have Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave as their primary weapons, right? We, we were still a little uncertain about Kamara. And as things have gone on, it looks like He's probably going to be playing every game this season. Michael Thomas, not only did he not start camp on Pup, uh, I'm no doctor. I don't have any information to his medicals. But based on what I saw, Jay, looks fine to me. It looks like MT, right? So now you put yeah. Alvin Kamara back in the fold. No, no fear of suspension from AK-41. You get Michael Thomas back on the field. Jarvis Landry, while we may not want him for fantasy purposes, if he's on the field in the NFL, he's getting his 90 95, 100. He's getting his targets. I didn't say receptions. I bet uh, he's say, getting his. He's you getting his, close he's, there. No, 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 no. I wasn't going to make that mistake, but he's going to get targeted the ball. There's a world in which Olave went from potentially the number one, number two option in New Orleans to the number three, number four option like that, right? And I think it's a good yeah. reminder of, you know, making sure uh, if you make these moves in the offseason with rookies, you probably need to just lean on the talent throughout the entire thing. And if you are going to be fluid and trade and buy dips and buy spikes and capitalize on value, you got to content. You can't stop manipulating yeah. your roster. You can't go out and say, 
uh, I'll trade Traylon for Olave plus. Now when you see the pendulum start to swing, you need to go out and move. All, you know what I mean? You got to continuously try to churn that roster. But it's just interesting. And what are your thoughts on, on Michael Thomas, man? This is a big one. Because MT's the type of player that could command 125, 135 targets, right? And he's being drafted hella late. And I get it. He's 29 years old. Hasn't played in two years. We don't know the, the health level of that ankle. But if MT, just assume health, MT goes into the season healthy, I mean, what's, the, what's a realistic outcome for him? And should we be a little more interested in Thomas this year? I mean, I think we should be interested in both of them. Um, kind of okay. circling back to your original question about Alave, I'm honestly not that concerned about him. I think that Michael Thomas being available only helps him. And it's mainly because I don't think Michael Thomas is going to do much going deep in this offense, right? I think that will be Chris Olave's role. While we didn't really project that initially in his evaluation, we saw that he could do it. You know, we saw that he can get deep a little bit in college. And it wasn't like he's doing it in this bummy school. He's doing it at Ohio State in the Big Ten. So for me, I'm, I'm honestly not that concerned. I think that I always kind of projected Olave somewhere around... 80 to 90 targets anyways i thought there was a world where he could get 100 you know if type of things shake out for him but i don't know if michael thomas is going to see like 150 160 to where like there's no way olave is fantasy relevant i think 130 140 is pretty reasonable but on top of that though the saints are also seems like they're planning to open the offense back up again for the past year or so they've been running the ball a lot more ak has been heavily involved you know there's still a looming suspension people aren't really sure what's gonna happen with that but in my opinion, I just think that they're all going to flourish. What happens with Jarvis? You know, he's probably a low A dot, not really yeah. moving the needle too much, but he'll get his work, right? And I think that's fine. But then you think about Thomas will be kind of the intermediate guy and Alave will be the guy that goes deep. I think in a lot of instances, unless it's going to be um, Deontay Hardy, who ultimately does go deep as well. He's a deep threat, super fast. But Alave's going to be the guy who's on the field. But Thomas, though, I think people are undervaluing him pretty heavily. I actually made a trade for Michael Thomas in like February. I traded Miles Sanders straight up for Michael Thomas because I thought he'd be back, right? And I think, yeah. you know, when you're when you're talking about Michael Thomas, everyone doesn't want to shit on him. No one wants him. But, you know, what's the difference between Michael Thomas and Keenan Allen outside of, you know, the quarterback play, right? But I think statistically, a healthy you can project ankle. a yeah, but statistically, I think you can project similar outcomes for both of these guys, you know. But, but again, they're drafted drastically differently. The sentiment is way different for them. I just think that Michael Thomas is a super talented receiver. And if you want him, he's a value because you don't, it's not going to take a lot to return on Michael Thomas's value. And if you got Chris Olave, you know, maybe you don't love his total. His over under on DK is 125 and a half, is, or 172 and, or 720 and a half at minus 125. So it's not like, He's left for dead, right? I think he's going to be just fine this season. And I think it's a world where he goes over. I'm not too worried about either guy. And I think the Saints offense will be a lot better than people expect it to be. And that's why I think both guys could thrive in this offense. I see a lot of people. There's a lot of talking heads on the TV talking about uh, Jameis Winston as a dark horse MVP candidate. I, you know, uh, I don't want to go that far, but they're saying dark horse, right? Dark horse MVP candidate, yeah. Jameis Winston. Uh Jay, I want to I want to talk about uh, I'm going to get I'm going to get Joe in the chat fired up. We're going to talk about one of our favorite players uh to discuss in this old wake up group. We're going to talk about Washington Commanders backup running back Antonio Gibson apparently uh Woo! per the beat reporters, back. per the beat reporters, per the beat reporters backup running back uh Antonio Gibson. So the Commanders are um they 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 already brought they brought back JD McKissick right and then they took uh, Brian Robinson. We know the story. Antonio Gibson's not currently practicing for the Washington Commanders. 
Yep. And all reports are Brian Robinson looks good. I'm just I'm just a messenger. I'm not, I'm just a messenger. I'm just a conduit to deliver the news. Reports are uh he looks good. He's catching everything out of the backfield. He's explosive. I saw one beat reporter say he looks the part of what Washington needs is a true running back. That's like oh, that's damn. what I've that's what I'm reading. Jay, I this 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 is this is a great it's an interesting dichotomy because I don't think it's an, an indictment on Antonio Gibson per se. Like I don't think I don't think anybody is saying Gibson's a bad running back, but I've tr- I've tried hard, man, to defend this Gibson thing. Can't do I, it. I just I just don't see it ending well. I, I if if you're Washington, this is Antonio Gibson's going into his what third season as the running back? I think so. Yeah. Third or third fourth season. season? I think it's his yeah, third, third season, season, 2020. Like if 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 Brian Robinson is in fact serviceable, he's reliable. He's going to be where he needs to be. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He's good on third down situations. He can like why would they even? Why would Washington even pay Gibson? Like I just let him go. Like why like you? from a football standpoint, I'm not talking him? no fantasy shit. I'm not talking no ADP. I'm just talking about why. You know, if no if they think to. that this dude is is as is a comparable running back, right? And maybe even a little better in certain aspects. I'm I'm concerned, man. I'm seeing Miles Sanders' trajectory, Josh Jacobs. I I'm concerned, man. I, I think it's. I love Gibson. I I don't know where it went wrong. I don't know if it was the expectations that Ron Rivera threw out there talking about some CMC. I don't know what it is, but he ain't on the field. B. Rob, it's it's opportunity to kind of show up and show out. This is going to be a problem. Jay, there's no yeah. denying it. This is going to be a problem. I mean, Ron Rivera's quote was, he's a big, strong, powerful downhill runner more so than anything else. Rivera said of Robinson, he does have a little bit of shake in him. Talking about Brian Robinson. Nah, I don't know and about Antonio is a Antonio is a little more elusive guy off the edge where with Brian, we can take him inside or we can take him off the edge. That's basically Ron Rivera saying that Brian Robinson is a more complete runner of the football than Antonio Gibson, which is not that difficult to believe given the fact that Antonio Gibson is not a running back at like not a classically trained running back. He's a wide receiver that he played at Memphis. So to know that Brian Robinson is better than him at running the ball, not shocking coming out of Alabama, but I understand people are concerned. I understand people don't like Brian Robinson, but at the end of the day, you have to just read the reports for what they are. We need to take our biases out of it. We need to look at what's being reported by the beat writers. And if Ron Rivera is directly saying this, yeah, that's man. a problem. For a guy to go from saying he could be Christian McCaffrey level workload yeah, yeah, to now man. Brian Robinson is a good running back that is going to contribute to our team. And all the reports are he is going to be the short yardage back for this team. That is a problem. And the fact that Ron Rivera said that you can't use him up the middle and that we would prefer to use Brian Robinson up the middle that's going to tell you that their inside zone type of running back, their inside guy, it's going to be Brian Robinson in short yardage and probably at the goal line as well. Yeah, man. Again, this is this is not. I don't think either of us are saying we. Did, I very much like Antonio Gibson quite a bit. I would. I'd love to see him come to give. Bring him to Dallas. Bring him to Dallas. Give give us your Antonio Gibson, Washington. We will gladly take him. Throw him behind our average mediocre line, and we'll go to town. We'll take him. Um, I, I'm just listen. We can't. We can't. We can't be enthusiastic one way when the reports fit our narrative, and then just be like, exactly. "Ah, fuck everything else." If it doesn't, right? I'm just 
This is what they're saying. This is what the coach said. This is what the beat reporters are saying out of Washington. The fact is, I mean, Gibson fumbles the ball a lot. He's not utilized on third down situations. And then they drafted this big running back from Bama that apparently they like. I mean, everybody's saying, hold. You have no choice but to hold because nobody wants him. Like, and that's the reality. Yep. You have no choice but to hold or you're going to sell 50 cents on the dollar, 40 cents on the dollar because nobody wants him. If you can go out there and trade Antonio Gibson right now for a single random 23 first, would you do it, Jay? 100%. No questions asked. And like, no one's really need you him, that. Unless and you no really need him as that. a running back. You might get him. You never know. Not everyone just tapped in reading the reports and all these things. You you may get it if you're lucky. But, you know, I think I, I think you got to take it. because Josh Larkey's out there. My boy, my old co-host, Josh Larkey, said he's a dead zone RB. He's banging the table. Yeah. Do not draft him. He's And I'm not even saying do not draft him. I'm not even going that far. I'm just saying we just got to temper expect. I don't know. I, I, again, Jay, may, maybe my view is skewed, bro. Maybe my view is skewed. But there are very few backs in the league who are going to get every, like Najee Harris, anomaly, right? 90-something yeah. percent of the snaps. I was talking to Scott Connor last night. Najee Harris had like 900 and something snaps last year. And I think that yeah. was like 200 and something more than Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon. Like just a, there's very few of those guys, man. These teams, you could, you could bookmark this, uh, clip the clip. Save it, whatever you want to do. Take a picture of it, record it on your phone. He's going to be a problem for Antonio Gibson, period. That's just what it's going to be. And if anybody wants to put a bet on that, we can set up a league safe and we can put that shit in the, in the, in the account. And at the end of the year, we'll cash out. But he's going to be a problem for, for Antonio Gibson. And that's just the reality, man. As football, bro. As football. They, did, they drafted him for a reason. You think they drafted him to just sit on the bench? Behind no. Gibson? Not with a third rounder, they didn't. No way. You can't you can't accept that. But what are you gonna do? Now we're stuck with it. We we actually argued in the we argued for like a whole afternoon about Antonio Gibson, like months ago. And I said I was in for the time being, right? And you were like, no, we gotta stay in on him. But it's just every day it gets worse and worse. It gets, it gets scary. worse and worse. It's and he's, scary. And people need to understand he has the hamstring injury too, on top of that. It's not like he's there at practice. All the things he's got a hamstring injury right now. So he himself is, you know, not getting the reps, not showcasing himself. It's just it's a bit of a problem. And and where and still where you have to draft him, I don't know, man. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could do it, to be honest. And and I don't know. I think what's interesting, actually, to your point about Snapshares and Najee Harris, um, I think it was Ian Hardis put out a tweet this morning talking about um, teams that use their running backs on 90% of snaps. And there was two teams, and it was the Steelers, and the other team was actually the Rams. The Rams used, the, used a starting running or one running back on 90% of snaps, 34% of games last season, and Najee Harris for the Steelers was uh, 41%. Yeah, he was not. I mean, he's just he's just a different cat, man. A different cat. What else is going on in the training camp world? Christian Watson is on pup because of a yeah, knee he, procedure. Yeah, he had a knee procedure prior to training camp. And so this actually talked about a few days ago, but we'll see what happens with Christian Watson. But this is not good. Um, there was no details about the knee and, and what it could be. I'm a little bit concerned, man. You know, when you hear someone gets a knee procedure, it, it could be a cleanup. It could be precautionary. There was report. It was reported by whoever the the guy was who talked about it, saying that he could have kind of played through it, but they wanted him to just get healthy, so he got the procedure. 
but there's no timetable for return right now. We don't know when he's coming back, and we don't know what it means. And then on top of that, Alan Lazard's being talked up by Aaron Rodgers. You know, yeah, man. <laughs> he was asked in an interview, what do they do with Alan Lazard, and how does it shake up with Devontae Adams leaving? And Aaron Rodgers said, and I quote, it's hard to replace a Hall of Famer with another Hall of Famer, but we're going to make it work. And so we'll see. But Aaron Rodgers seems to have full confidence in Alan Lazard to fill this role. And he's saying he's worked hard to get this opportunity, believes he's ready to do this for the team. You know, we've talked about Alan Lazard a ton, and I think that he is ready to take on this role. And on top of that, Romeo Dubs is turning heads in practice every single day. So with Christian Watson out, Alan Lazard seemingly being the one and being told that by reporters by Aaron Rodgers and Romeo Dubs showing out in camp, we know that Randall Cobb is probably going to have a role. That may be the three wide receivers that we see for Green Bay in the opening week. You know, I don't know if Romeo Dubs is going to start because they do have Sammy Watkins, who is on the pump right now and not playing. But to see him turning heads in practice is good. Like that, if you have Romeo Dubs, you should be happy right now. He was a guy that we really liked out of college. But, you know, we'll see if he can earn a role. He seems to be doing all the right things in training camp. And Christian Watson is doing nothing but standing on the sidelines. I think that's a problem for Christian Watson right now if you drafted him. Well, luckily I didn't draft him, so I don't have to worry about that issue. Uh, Lamar Jackson said there's going to be a cutoff point to these contract talks. And every day, all these players getting paid, and Lamar still hasn't gotten his bag yet. So that's going to be interesting. I, I, I think one of the one of the you, you know a team that I'm interested to see, Jay, that I'm excited to kind of see the evolution of this team. And I don't think they've got the quarterback that's going to lead them to any kind of promised land, but. I'm interested and excited about the damn Giants, man. I want to see. I'm seeing Giants practice clips where they actually putting players in motion. Like, that Saquon Barkley in the slot, Wondell Robinson everywhere. in the backfield, motion Kadarius Tony from the slot to the outside. Galladay's lined up inside. I don't know if Dan. I don't believe Daniel Jones is the guy to get Giants fans over the hump. But I'm excited, man. I, I, I'm excited to see because there are some weapons that we could want. Saquon. Wondell Robinson looks like he could be a nice little, nice little player. You know, I, you know, what's his upside? I don't know, but he could be a nice player. Kadarius Tony, I don't know where you're at with Kadarius Tony, but I'm not off of I'm him. In. I didn't, I haven't buried Kadarius Tony by any stretch. So uh, I'm just saying, I'm excited, I'm I- interested and excited to see how this Brian Dayball offense operates because it's going like completely opposite. Of the New England Patriots, who I saw a comment. I, I just I almost had to record scratch that. I think I have a sounder. Where's the record scratch sounder at? Yeah, there. Wait a minute. Did Belichick compared Thornton to Randy Moss. Yep. Huh. Yep. Huh. Interesting. That's something. That's Interesting. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. You talked about Romeo Dubs. Listen, I, I saw Romeo Dubs at the uh, the Senior Bowl, man. Uh, his hands are massive, which is one thing. His hands are huge. Uh, really, really nice kid. Talked to him for a second. Uh, very, very good dude. I was excited about Dubs. You know, he played well with Carson Strong. But, man, that senior bowl was rough for him, man. It was – I mean, he couldn't get off of press. He was getting jammed yeah. up. They were having to restart drills. I think I remember talking to you about that. But that's good to see uh, him turning heads at, at camp. But I, I remember the days where – um. Who's the receivers that they had? It was MVS and another guy uh, that um, was getting uh, talked up. St. Brown and Jamon Moore. Jamon Moore, that was his name. They were getting yeah. talked up to the, the high heavens, and Jamon Moore is not in the NFL anymore, I don't believe. So <laughs> you were going to say something, my bad. 
No, um, Lindsay actually just put it in the chat that Ryan Jensen is out for the season. He was carted off oh, the field yesterday in camp, and yeah. he's apparently out for the season, which is not good. Um, did not expect that. You know, we were waiting on the news for that, but the fact that he's out for the season is really, really bad. Um, and I don't think that's very good for fantasy football. But you know, you got to do what you got to do. And unfortunately, him being out for that long is uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. What is what is Joe saying about Gibby? No, Joe just said, no, and I, I got to tell her, nope, she can't leave. She said, if Gibby doesn't hit, I can't show my face here anymore. It's too late. I'm in too deep now. Nope, you still got to come back, Joe, but you <laughs> you are in deep, and you just got to, at this point, we all know, you just got to lean in. into it. Anytime I see Antonio Gibson, I think about Joe. Anytime I see his name, I'm like, she's got to lean in. Uh, we got a bunch of super chats to get to, Jay, but we're going to have some fun right now because, Jay, I want to go through, uh, we got some top five training camp clips we're going to talk through these, Jay. All right? We're going to talk through these top five practice clips from training camp. You ready to do it and have some fun, Jay? Yes, sir. Let's get it, baby. Jamar Chase, numero five. Already burning. Eli Apple down the field. Underthrown ball. No Joe Burrow. But Chase, how you liking old Jamar versus Eli right here, Jay? It's uh, what you expect. Barbecue chicken. Eli's Barbecue chicken. is not <laughs> just easy right and it doesn't even look like Jamar and then he's dancing talking shit to him on his way to the end zone Jamar Chase number five and let's go to number four YOLO Wentz off his back foot yeah man mm. nice catch by Dotson Dotson what you thinking about Dotson this year with YOLO Wentz back there look at back foot throw I, he I like that it. shit up I like it, man. Terry was talking about how he loves that Wentz gives the receivers a chance to make a play. And I think that's where Wentz is awesome. Even though we don't like him for fantasy necessarily, he gives the receivers a chance to make a play. And he did that on this play here. All right. Number three, due to Juju. Juju on the beat. Mahomes. Look at this catch. Get it. Juju's yeah, been balling out, Jay. We keep talking about yeah, MBS and Sky Moore. The answer was probably in front of us the whole time. They got Juju yeah. running downfield routes. You know, in Pittsburgh, yep. he just ran the short shit. Yep. No, apparently he is running downfield more so than MBS even. They were saying he's running a lot of deep patterns in training camp and in practices. So I'm excited for Juju, man. I've, I've never been out on them. I've been thinking that he's just needed that new spot. And now yep. we finally get it for him. I think he's he can smash it here, honestly. He really could. Number two. Is this number one? No, number two. Bro, you're Jalen Waddle, homer. You are a homer. Jalen Waddle, you are number two. This is the this best play in training camp by far. This is number one. I don't know. This is Teddy two gloves threw that it. ball too. Yeah, that he did. Filthy. You noticed that 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 right hander. That's Teddy yeah. two gloves. That's right there, Teddy baby. two gloves to Jalen Waddle right ball. there. No, Jay, he's not number one. We gotta have the people homer apologize because number one, you gotta give it to Traylon Burks, Jay. You got to give it to Traylon Burks. Number one has got to be Traylon Burks coming back in shape, downfield. Look at the catch, the concentration, the, the lean body. Look at that. No fat on his back. He got it all off. Traylon has got to be number one. How are you calling me a homer? How is Traylon's catch not number you, one? Because you're Traylon's guy. Like, you're Traylon's biggest fan. So you got to – I mean, I get it. I get it. For me, it's Waddle. Like, not even – Yeah, the, the Waddle clip was I dope. love – the Wad the Waddle got up there, took the contact, made the play, looked at him after flex, uh, loved it from Waddle. And I think that that's the thing that's underrated about Waddle. And I think even underrated, you can say it about Tyreek Hill too. These guys can go up on people more so than you expect because they're kind of littler. They're the speed guys, but they can still go up and get one on you. 
And then, yeah, Jay's talking about Quintez Cephas' catch. Yeah, that, yeah, Dude, that was nasty. Cephas' catch was nasty, nasty too. GP looks good. George Pickens looks good. The Pickens, the Pickens catch, the only reason I didn't put the Pickens catch in here is because it was just like in a like a warm-up drill. He wasn't, wasn't really being defended. Yeah, it he wasn't, wasn't really defended. defended. Like, he, he made a great adjustment to the ball, but those were, like, in play, practice against the defense, full speed yeah. without pads. Those got to be the top five. So those are also clips in which you can go buy and trade players off of all this shit, too, right? Yeah, Quintez Seif is doing good. You can go buy and sell some players off of the hype. But we do have some super chats that we have to get to. I'm not... We haven't had super chats in a while, so let's get it, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. First super Super Chat right here. Taryn says, Ray, you and Jay Rich need to start watching boxing and UFC. If you don't already, I would love to hear your takes on fighters. Prop vids would be cool, too. I fuck with boxing, man. I'm a big-time boxing fanatic. Big-time. Have been. I grew up in Vegas, so that's like... We used to get together even in high school to watch the fights, man. That's that's what we did. I love boxing. Don't know a ton about UFC, but I heard there is a lot of edge over there on the prop side of that. But uh, appreciate you saying that, man. Yeah, I, I, I fool with boxing, man. So we could we could talk some um, we could talk some some fighters when the big fights come up, no doubt. We t- yeah, we did a whole show with Jake Paul and Flo- was it Logan Paul and Mayweather and. <laughs> That's not really no, boxing. We, we, we got we to wait for the uh, Tank Davis-Ryan Garcia fight that should come hopefully next year. Yeah, um, that's going to be a good yeah, one. That's, that's the fight I'm waiting for. That's going to be a good one. Always, always, always bet on Javante Davis to knock out somebody. All right, here we go. That's- Derek Blair's got one. Derek Blair's got one. Someone just dropped Greg Dolchitz in the tight end premium league. How much fab should I spend? Uh, Three bucks. Listen, this this uh, Derek. I first of all, Derek, you are a a, a subscriber to the channel. You're tapped in to wake up. You sending super chats. I love you. Ask another. We are not the fab budget analysis here. We well, we we are probably not going to give you the Wait, best advice do, on fab. Do we, do we want Greg Dolchich that badly yes. that we're going to spend on a fab? No, 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 no. that. No, 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 not that badly. But if he's on waivers, I'd pick him up. I'd spend a couple of bucks on him, like. Throw in a throw in a three percent bid or a two percent. There you Nothing go. Crazy. Jay Rich, Nothing the crazy. fab expert on the show. Good shit, man. Here we go. Here we go. We got another super chat question. Let's get it. AJ says AJ Dillon, twenty twenty three third, twenty four first, twenty three late second. Wait, AJ Dillon, twenty three third for a twenty four first and a twenty three second. What side do you want, Dillon? Uh, Dillon. Yeah, I want Dillon. Dillon. Dillon's good, man. Yeah, I want A.J. Dillon as well. A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon. All right, we got another one. Who's this? Here we got one. Here we go. I can repeat and win again this year. Do you sell a peaking stud? Eckler, love it. Down tier to nice players with uh, picks and roll the dice. Or hold your peaking elite studs if you can win money again. Love the show. It's a great, great question. Um... It depends on where you down tier to. Um, I'm just going to say this and I'm not going to dive deep into it right now because I'm still learning. Um, I've got uh, Jordan McNamara who did the analytics of Dynasty book. He's going to join us in our Discord here in the next couple of weeks to talk about uh, wins over replacement players, warp data. And I'm very much into this right now. So I know that Austin Eckler is a high warp player and I would have no problem tearing down, but I would need to see what that tear down would look like. And if the running back that I would be acquiring for Eckler or wide receiver would give me that same type of warp production, 
and then I get some picks to go on with it, I think that's the that's the smash play. We've been talking about this literally. We were up until midnight last night talking about it um, in our Discord about trying to make these moves. And a lot of times when people tear down, they only look at ADP and they're just looking at where players were drafted and, oh, I'm trading you a fifth-round startup pick and you're giving me this pick. Like, I think using some other data points. And for me, um, I've headfirst into this warp data. That's where I'm going to lean to. And this is a type of move uh, that should yield a high result. So depending on what the running back is, right, that you tear down to, uh, absolutely, this is a play that I would I would consider doing. Uh, DB forty three three one just depends on what that player is, man. And without knowing that, it's hard to say. But it's definitely a move I would consider doing. Here we go, Rico's in the chat. What up, Rico? Does DK Metcalf's contract signal the end of Deontay Johnson in Pittsburgh? Jay, what you think? I mean, I think they already said that, so I don't expect much to change. You know, he isn't practicing in full. He's kind of somewhat in somewhat out of practice so far him and Debo Samuel the guys that are still kind of holding out Debo should get his deal done I believe it was reported on Pat McAfee show by Carolina Porter beat writer Sheena Marie said that it should be done over the weekend it was actually kind of waiting on Metcalf to see what happens with that I think Johnson's not going to get a deal man I think they've already talked about that I believe there was reports that Dallas had a standing offer of a second for Deontay Johnson um, just kind of whenever. Yeah, that was that was apparently reported. I forget by somebody, but they were saying that apparently Dallas offered a second straight up at any time, just a standing offer on the table to Pittsburgh. I don't think they trade him, but I don't think he's going to get a contract either. I don't think they're going to pay him what he wants, and I think they've drafted players that have been looking pretty good already that probably – will yield them doing that. You know, they're talking about Calvin Austin looking good. Obviously, Pickens looking great. Claypool's still under contract for two more years. So I think they're going to let him walk, and he'll have to find a home somewhere else. And the chat did make mention that, yeah, the Ryan Jensen out for the year, I think we kind of glossed. That's, I mean, didn't they already lost a guard, I believe. Was it Ali Marpet or? Yeah, he retired, right? He retired. And then there was some question marks about Jensen coming back, and then he was like, he's committed. And, and then he, he leaves back, yeah. like, man, not good for Tom Brady, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure they'll figure it out. And somebody summon the naked bot and the naked bot is here, which signals <laughs> it's time to get the hell out of here. Literally, somebody literally just said, oh, I haven't seen the naked bot. And then four seconds later, there we go. So whoever brought them in, we don't talk ple- about the naked. bot. Yeah, please let me know who did that so we can ban him or her from the chat. Uh, moving forward, but we appreciate you tapping in this ju- this week, everybody. Jay, anything you want to say to people before we get out of here for the weekend? They said they no, like man, the, they like the clips, weekend. man. They want more clips and music. They, we, they, they want more clips and music. I'm sure they do. Wakes them up on this Friday. Yes. But hope everyone has a good weekend, man. That's it. Watch some training camp highlights. Look out for those baseball trades, man. There could be some big ones. I'm baseball hoping Baseball so, trades man. and training camp highlights. So. Prop videos, baby. I'm with you. Prop videos. Tap into the channel. Tell your friends. Hit the comment. Hit the like button. Comment for the algorithm. Subscribe. We appreciate y'all tapping in with us this morning. Y'all have a great Friday. Have a fantastic freaking weekend. Wake y'all asses up. Ray G and Jay Rich. Bright and early Monday morning. Subscribe to the newsletter. Free newsletter. Subscribe. It's out. Subscribe. We out this thing. Peace. (laughs) 